The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, and Sith, and everybody else in the galaxy far, far away, to another exciting edition of the new Force Order for life. A little Wookiee in that, huh? You must have a little Wookiee in you. That's what she said. Podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast. And if you do not... Know that the New Force Order podcast is a Star Wars podcast. Then, Sunshine, you are dumber than a a box of rocks, a bag of bricks. Bag of Um, dicks. uh, That too. But regardless, Doc, what do you have to say to these people who do not know the podcast is a Star Wars podcast? You guys have no hope. What happens if they have no hope? They can't build rebellions. Why, Doc? Because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Correct the mundo. Success. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, another week has passed. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We didn't do do any intros. Be relaxed, buddy. I'm getting there. Oh, my bad. I want it to always be the same thing. Wow, stealing the thunder. You want to take I, that? I, 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 hold I, I, on, I'll hold on. It'll be bumpy ride. You want to drive? I got a good one this week. That's why. Okay. <laughs> well, first, I got a good joke for you. No, you told me the joke last week. Never mind. I just remembered. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it was a good joke. I tell everyone that joke this week. Everyone had the same reaction. Ouch. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, tremendous. Okay. Um, I am one third of your hosts. I am a professional wrestler extraordinaire. 
multiple ta uh, multiple champion in a galaxy far, far away. Current champion in four different promotions. So I am Greeky Four Belts. Greek God Papadon, a.k.a. GGP. Also, Star Wars aficionado. And along with me to take this bumpy ride. So hold on, lady. Is a big, non-existent, but yet still lurking Sith ghost. All the way from the Witness Protection Program on Exegol. Um, introduce yourself. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. Thanks, that was great, Spiro. And last but not least, he has a PhD in toy collecting. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who steals more thunder then Thor himself. Introduce yourself. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder, and the guy who is the daimyo in the streets and the big black wookie in the sheets, Dr. Destroyo, <laughs> Alex Arroyo. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was good. Oh, That's probably one of your better ones. I love it. That was good. <laughs> oh well, uh, today's Wednesday. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go into it, I'll, uh, I think my wife is still sleeping because she's gonna be mad at me because I told her what what I was gonna do the original intro to the show. I was gonna say, um, and the guy who uh, w w was I the only one reminded of me trying to have sex with my wife in the wintertime during that Bacta scene in uh, in episode three? Okay, uh, explain. I'm old man in the in the back of tank. Tamara Morrison wearing my shorts, chasing around my hairy my hairy wookie wife. <laughs> well, she is Israeli, you know Israeli women. She was like, "If you tell that, I will get up there and tell them that you couldn't get it up the other night." I'm like, "Ah, just one night, no big deal, whatever." I was drunk, sweet love. <laughs> Whiskey dick. <Yeah. laughs> nice. All right. Um, what, what Doc is referring to is episode three of the book of Boba Fett. So real quick, Doc, what did you think of the episode? Uh, I, you know, the parts that I really liked and parts that I was like, uh, this is a little weird. Um, you know, like we're seeing like the softer side of Boba, which is, you know, I guess it's there because we never really, you know, saw him develop anything past um, the Clone Wars. So, you know, they're taking a, which I think a lot of people are complaining about. They're taking a really hard turn with him when it comes to who he is and what he does and and his, you know, emotional aspect of of his character and him getting his ass kicked. Um, you know, I thought the black uh, chrysanthemum scene was really cool where he came in and he was trying to pull him out of the, out, out of the tank and and fuck him up. Um, he took a bite out of bacon, a little bacon over there. <laughs> I, I, I've affectionately dubbed them bacon and bits, by the way. Um, nice, and uh, so I thought that part was cool. You know, we we got the rancor, uh, finally, which with with Danny Trejo as the um, as the handler, which I think is hilarious. Uh, which seems to be a little bit of a shenanigans going on with those two. I don't know what the deal is, but I I can't, I'm, I'm not trusting a hut. And then we get the tease that uh, there is another syndicate that the land was promised to, which may be the intro to Kira, 
and or Cad Bane along with those lines there. So um, we're getting some somebody, stuff. Somebody's been watching a lot of reviews about this episode today, huh? Uh, no, I watched zero reviews about the episode, but I, you know, I'm putting two and two together when it comes to what I think is happening. Um, I thought the, you know, the emo cybernetic breakfast club was a little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was a little, uh, eh, whatever, with their Power Ranger fucking Vespa scooters that they were flying around in. Uh, I was like, uh, can we do a little bit better than that, guys? I mean, come on. Boba's going right. to hire these fucking guys. All right. Uh, you know, oh, I was at, what I was most excited for was the mayor's uh, major domo to die so we can get that guy on the fucking show finally. Um, I wanted it to happen, and then they pulled the uh, Back to the Future gimmick where he crashed into the fucking... Uh, you know, the, the Persimmerans or whatever the fuck they were, the dragon fruit and land on his head. Yeah, from, from Rebels. Remember they couldn't find them on Rebels? That was that was the fruit from Oh, I didn't Rebels. realize that. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. But um, you know, like you're seeing a lot of these threads from like other things kind of coming in and things that we probably don't really need so much. Like that we need this gang. Yeah. I guess they had to you know show how uh, uh how strong Black Chrysanthemum was, so I guess they had to be there to, you know, have five on one, six on one, whatever it was. So I guess that would that was necessary, but it was kind of I wouldn't say it was a filler, but and we didn't even talk about the Tuscans biting the dust, which we knew was gonna happen, you know, last week. You you called that. A few other people had called that saying that 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 they're all, that 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 the the chick is gonna die and then the kid, but they wiped them all out. All they're the animals, they're savages. Yeah. <laughs> I killed so, them all. The children too. The, the oh. women. So um, that you know, we're gonna see Boba, go, you know, go on a uh, on a mission for that. And this is why he's I on a mission. This is why I think his ears kind of perked up when the when the Domo said that he's with the Pikes, um, because he has some unfinished business with the Pikes. All right. Um, I loved the episode. I thought it was the best episode so far. Uh, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there were there were some aspects I didn't like. Um, but, but I loved everything. Um, I honestly thought that, that the only, the, the woman and the child was going to die. I didn't think the whole herd was going to die. I thought they were going to blow a comeback and help them at the end, but obviously not. They're dead. Um, I liked everything about the episode. Two things that stuck out with me that I wasn't a fan of. And one of them I didn't even realize till after the fact, how did the, how did uh, BK, Black Chrysanthemum, get into the hut palace or now Boba Fett's palace. Where, where the hell was everybody? Security. Where were the Gamorrean guards? Where was the Breakfast Club uh Cyberpunk gang? Where was uh your your wet dream? Where was everybody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You so know. that's so that's the one thing. Um it was brought to my attention afterwards and I went, oh yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. But the other thing was the gang itself for being thieves and having no money, they look like they were on the wrong planet. They look like they belonged on Coruscant or or a flashy, you know, deco style planet with their wardrobe and their bikes, as opposed to being on a shitty, dusty dust bowl planet of uh, Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah, I know. I agree. They weren't as gritty and grifty as I thought they would be. Now, the cool thing, I kind of like the fact that the bikes were all like. Decked out in different colors. They look like Power Rangers. But the reason why I liked it, it kind of reminded me of the beginning of episode two. We saw ta- taxi cabs and all these sports yeah. cars. Because, you know, 
George Lucas is a big mark for sports cars and old school cars and American graffiti. So I thought it was a nice nod to him to pay back the maker. Um, okay, did, did, I see it. But did it fit in? No, it stuck out like a sore thumb. It definitely did. Um, so that was it. Uh, you know, their their clothes, they look like, I love the, the, the Breakfast Club. That popped me huge. That's awesome. Um, the Rancor bit with, with Machete, Danny Trejo, I loved. Uh, the fight with Black Chrysanthemum, I loved. Seeing the huts again was cool. CGI looked a little better this time around. I don't know why. Um, but uh, he let he let the dude go. It was like, hey, no hard feelings, mate. It's only business. I understand. Right? He almost broke his back like Bane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. I thought, and he's like, yeah, don't work for these scumbags. And I thought he was going to be like, come work for me. But yeah, that, just let that, him go. That was definitely the easy, you know, the easy out right there to be like, go, oh, you know, set it up and you come with me, which didn't happen, which I, I thought was kind of odd. Um, I thought they were definitely heading that way. But um, I think even Chris Adams was like, you let me go. And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah, he ran away, dude. And then he fucking <laughs> dipped. He, he got the fuck out of the ASAP, um, um, which was pretty funny. But um, so I do I agree know. with you with this uh, whole Mark Bulba. I think he needs to step it up a notch and be more ruthless. I know he wants to fear with respect, not with fear. But uh, like when he caught up with the Domo guy when he crashed the car. Yep. You know, I'm like, oh look, he uses jetpack. How convenient! He should have done that from the beginning. Yeah, but exactly. No worries. I understand he's the boss, so he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He should have just blasted him in the face. Oh, of course. He should have blasted him in the face when he was standing at the fucking door. I think you know when you see a, a heel in wrestling break the rules, take shortcuts. And then becomes a baby face down the line, and he falls for the same stuff that he did to others because obviously he's playing the role. Yeah, I think that's what we're looking at now with Boba. He's the baby face of the story, and he has to play the idiotic baby face to get the sympathy and work the crowd, as opposed to being the gritty grifter and the rule breaker that he initially was. Uh, I want to see more Boba Fett walking into Hut Palace and just shooting first and asking questions later. Type oh, of I scenario. Think, I, I think that's what we all want to see. So but, uh, they, they they ain't giving it to us right now. So I don't I don't know what the deal is, but and I think the next episode is going to be interesting. He's going to sit down with all those families, try to get them together. Maybe he might get the bounty hunters together. We might see Bosk and Dengar, and let's try to form some kind of unit, like a G, -G, 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 -G unit. <laughs> but uh, who knows? I mean, I thought it was a very good episode. Again, thirty five minutes. I was a little pissed off about the time. But it was well-paced and it flew by. I thought it was, you know, not one moment dragged at all. You know what I mean? This yeah. is more killer than filler, you know? Yeah. Um, like I said, I had I had just had a couple issues just with the characterization of Boba in general. I did and... pop when, when Black, Black Chrysanthemum dragged him out of the fucking back of the thing. Oh, that really was great. That Popped him out and just fucking just pulled him by his fucking head. It was yeah. awesome. Backed everywhere and then beat the piss out of him. Yep. At one point when he's squeezing him, you see his toe curling. It curls like all yeah. the way up in the air. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> looks like it hurts. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of haters online hating for the sake of hating now with this show. But I really like it, man. I think it's a good show. Is it as great as Mandalorian? No. Can it be? Yeah, I think it's going to just continue to be a, yeah. not a slow burn. I think now it's going to pick up steam. And we like, still, We still got time. We got what? Four more episodes. And hopefully they're hopefully they're four one hour episodes. You know what I mean? So yep. really get as much as we can out of it. But well, we, you know, we we we're already kind of past this uh 
quickly past the whole Tuscan thing where, you know, now now he doesn't need to be trained by them anymore because uh, they're dead. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's put to sleep. But now he's going to have to avenge them, obviously. And we're going to see where that goes. So, Well, yeah, I mean, now you're right. The Tuscans are gone. You know who else is gone, allegedly? Who's gone? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford? Gone from where? Gone from filming his... A cameo. Oh, I thought allegedly. He joined, I thought he joined Betty White and Paul Walker. No, no, no hell no. Bite your tongue. Uh, supposedly, Harrison Ford is done filming his Star uh, Star Wars Return as Han Solo. Um, he spent three days in London filming for a cameo scene in the final episode of Book of Boba Fett, which doesn't make sense to me. Why would he be doing it in London if they're using the volume in LA? So I don't know. Maybe it's a post shot. Shot. I don't know. Except for Boba, eh? I don't know. Um, they were talking. The. I mean, do you want to see Han? Do I want to see Han? Of course, I want to see Han. I mean, like, let's be serious. Uh, you know, there's 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 few beefs in the Star Wars universe that are that are unsettled like the Boba and Han beef. So, one hundred percent. That's that's one of the ones I want to see. Hit the screen and 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 see and see where that leads. I would like to see the tag match: fucking Han and Chewie versus Black or Santa and Man. Oh Hitler. shit! Oh but shit! Do you well, think we're just gonna get Han? Or we, you think we're gonna get Han and Luke at the end of the? We're of the dropping world? Fennec Shan already. Huh? Um, who's she gonna wrestle? Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it'll just be Bronco yeah. Buster. Do it again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be like spam the controls on fucking uh on uh, no mercy on uh, n64 nice. um uh i would like to just see han i don't i don't want it to take away too much from everything else you know yeah all right everyone's making the rounds now promoting the show panic morrison they're all going on all the shows and talking and doing interviews um this one guy asked them about uh, the huts, how how I was was working that scene, and um, how was he said, the scene? He said, "You fucking idiot, David! No fucking huts. <laughs> it was a green screen and a fat guy standing there." Uh-huh. And then they asked him about Black or Santham as well, and uh, Tamara Morrison goes, he states, and I quote, "It's pretty much those two guys without the voiceover. The voiceover came from my wonderful stand-in, a guy called Jimmy." And Wen goes. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I popped wow. when I read that. Uh, you you, pop, you popped a little more than you think. <laughs> Morrison goes, remember, Jimmy? I had this great stand-in. He could do all the voices while we were acting. The actors revealed that the cardboard cutouts were used as placeholders for the huts. More, uh, tomorrow says, it was wonderful. They were actually up at that height, and I felt sorry for the actors that were carrying uh, uh, whatever that's called. It was hot out there. And then uh, uh, Ming Na Wen goes, Of course, at that time, they had the cardboard cutouts of the twins. We definitely had something to look at. Also confirmed was the fearsome black chrysanthemum was performed by someone in the suit. Um, Ming Na Wen goes, Oh, yes. And then um, Tamara Morrison goes, Yes, Big Dave. Yes, he was scary. That guy, Kasatin, he looked way cool, didn't he? So. I thought that was pretty cool that they used a cardboard cutout and they're trying to make this as uh, practical as possible before dropping the CGI hammer on everything. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Know, well, we know that it's important for these guys to 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 get into the mood 
I'll get to the big now when. And um, you know, let's get see, it out. See what they're actually uh, acting with. Um, you know, I'm sure they had like a little bit of a rancor head when they were doing the uh, you know the blinder scene with, with Danny Trejo when he was rubbing it. Oh, you liked it, huh? I was like, Come on, dude. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, we're getting a little stupid right now. This guy, this guy looks like my fucking uh, my ex-wife's uh, dad when he used to pet my dog. I'm like, yo, relax. Um, there was also another interview. Someone asked him about uh, how it was filming the scene in the Sarlacc pit. Uh, why don't we play that clip right now? Tim, what was it like filming the whole sequence in the Sarlacc? Yes, very, um, very claustrophobic, in fact. And uh, I got to set that day, and it uh, it was really about uh, the rebirth of this character, in a way. And uh, I remember the slime, uh, and I remember not breathing too good in there. And they had all these people moving these things around me, and I was kind of, uh, 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 it was very painful, actually. So, um, so uh, again, it was about the rebirth of him getting out of the Sarlacc and then being left to alone on the sands and being stripped of his armor and then beaten down by the sun, and it wasn't looking good to him. So it was nice to have that as a low point for something something to grow from and uh, flourish into something else and trying to get himself back together again. So it's about uh, Boba re-rising again. So pretty interesting. He said it was very claustrophobic and it was actually difficult for him to shoot the scene. Um, more, and then they try to, I don't know, artsy-fartsy it or give it some kind of meaning or gravitas, saying he was being reborn out of the, out of the Sarlacc, like coming out of a womb, a vagina. I don't know. but <laughs> out, of, out of the Sarlacc sperm. You know, it, it kind of makes sense. Visually, he is coming out of a vagina-looking creature a second time in his life. So maybe yeah. that's why... Uh, he's being all pacifistic now, and he's not being the Bobo of old. Who knows? And, and he's all slimy, and he's all, you know. Yeah, yeah, gross, that's what happens. Nasty. Um, there's one thing I did want to talk about as we were talking about Boba Fett, is the fact that it seems that no one really gives a fuck about him anymore. Like, you know, no one, like that, like like, like the uh, the watermonger said when he came in, nobody respects you. You know who that was, right? Uh, it was somebody named Rook or something. Uh, no, no, from Office Space, Red Stapler uh, guy. I've never watched Office Space. So. Did you ever watch uh, True Blood? He was also the head vampire. Nope, didn't watch True Blood either. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! I know, so. man. Sorry, I'm busy saving the world. Famous so, actor. Um, and I think the reason why nobody respects him is because the last, you know, the 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 world, the universe, had seen of, of Boba Fett was him getting sucked up by the Sarlacc. Unless they show something after the whole Tuscan thing, but no one really. Him. No one saw him. Yeah, but I'm saying, well, I'm saying that whoever survived that must have said, "Hey, Boba got you know sucked up this," and then we see at some point Cobb Vanth carrying that armor, which everybody knew probably wasn't him. But I'm assuming nobody knew that he was this you know Tuscan nomad now that was running around. We'll find out, I guess, in the next couple episodes if he tells people who he is. I doubt he does. So 
it seems like, you know, it's one of those things where the legend of Boba Fett became almost a joke and people are like, oh, fuck this guy um, as he returns. So I think that I think we're getting a, a hint of that where um, he's not being respected because of that. And he's not and he can't rest on his old laurels of who he was because, you know, he disappeared and got eaten by the Sarlacc and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't agree on why. I agree with you that people aren't respecting him, not only because it was said in the episode, but I think it's almost human nature, right? People get accustomed to a certain way where creatures have had it. So all these people who lived on Tatooine lived under the rule of Jabba for so long, and he ruled with fear and had everyone underneath his fat little fingers. That they knew that if they try to cross him or try to dump or take him out, if they missed, they're dead. So they 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 were they were accustomed with him being lift on his litter and you know all the prognosis and the fancy food and all this other shit, the spoils of the riches. And um, what was the complete opposite? So when they see he's not being carried on a litter, they go, "Huh, who's this normal guy?" Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yep. It's almost like watching a, a wrestler wrestle in jeans and fucking sneakers and he looks like your neighbor as opposed to wrestling in wrestling attire and looks like a professional wrestler. Just an opinion. Um, but I do agree that, you know, he's been way too nice. And I think now it's just like, eh. It's biting the ass. It's biting the yeah. ass. Sure. So I think that he's going he's gonna to pull, he's gonna pull a fucking Owen Hart and go, enough is enough. And fucking time, just do it. for a change. Yeah, it's time for a change. Um, I like the. I, I tell you one thing. I did mark out for the connection to the Mandalorian, where we saw them putting the the stormtroopers' head on the pikes. Yep. And where we saw what's her name with her robots walking by, the lady with the curly hair. Oh, I didn't even see her. She was on an episode. Yeah, she was on the floor. She was walking on the high ground. She was walking by. Oh, I totally below. missed her. Yeah, dude. Uh, what was her name in the, in the Peli Lato or something like yeah, that? Yeah, uh, something like that. Peli Lato. I think I think I have one of those at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bad rumor coming around now about Mando season three. Did you hear uh, it? Oh, I did hear it. That uh, Omicron has got Mando season three by the balls. Tell him, tell him to cough, though. <laughs> they love that stuff. Yeah, I heard because it's getting shut down because of an Omicron scare. So. Like most things are. Like my holiday party got shut down because of an Omicron scare, motherfuckers. Yeah, anyway. I'm glad this thing is spreading, to be honest with you. Oh, I am too. If it's this, you know, this mild and this and this uh, c- contagious, hopefully we'll get out of this fucking pandemic now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's exactly why, because it's called science. I think uh, people in the CDC and the WHO and all big pharma companies need to recognize and stop worrying about boosters and nonsense and making money and let this thing naturally progress so we can have uh, natural immunity. But I digress. Wrong podcast. Just kill um, them all and God sort them out. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. Um, speaking about people dying, uh, not to be segueing into a, like a negative... R.I.P. Uh, Bob Saget. Yes, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Uh, I, was, I was worried when they say they found him in a hotel room. But yeah, they said that it looks like no drugs or foul play was the cause of death. Yeah. So, um, Star Wars, there was a Star Wars themed funeral procession for a guy named Paul Wadley 
Uh, they saw the streets lined with stormtroopers, Darth Vader, R2-D2, and C-3PO. To pay respects to the sci-fi superfan. Um, shit, man. This is pretty... I mean, sad to see him go. He was a father. Uh, I think a fourth, the article said. Yeah. But the, the fact that everyone came out dressed to the nines, you know, in Star Wars garb and sent them, I, set him off I, like I, this. I believe he was... It was the 99th Legion, I think, or something yes. like that. And he was, a por- he was a part of that as well. Yeah, supposedly um, he built C-3PO costumes, movie-accurate yeah. C-3PO costumes. Yep. Um... I just want to uh, I just want to reach out to our friend, um, the commanding officer of the Fiverr First Legion, and let him know that when I die, his ass better be out there in a few stormtrooper costumes, uh, walking me down to my 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 final resting place. So, Chris, if you're here, if you're listening, which I know you are, buddy. That's when I go bad. down, when I go down. You always go down for 20 That's bucks. Right. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks, baby. No. <laughs> Speaking about 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Do you hear what, you, the, what, what the mouse has done recently? The mouse is a cheap fuck, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, and he did it to oh, the wrong boy. Did it to the wrong person, apparently. So, apparently, you know, we know, we've heard we have all these, these shortages and these restocking issues because of those stupid fucking ships that are still stuck in the in the canal and also well, who knows um but apparent but apparently disney um at savvy's workshop ran out of the over the shoulder not boulder holder but over the shoulder um cases that you're supposed to get as part of your lightsaber making uh experience so instead of giving people lightsaber cases, you know, the nice ones with the uh, the canvas ones with the uh, the strap and it's a cushion, they give people enormous plastic bags to stick their lightsaber in. And some lady really went off the rails. I don't blame her, I guess. But I think she asked, I don't know, at least 10 cast members, what are they going to do about this and how are they going to make it better? And they said, listen, we, we said we're giving you a case. We didn't tell you what case we're going to give you, but here's this plastic bag. Said it fell out of the bag and it was un- unwieldy and she couldn't hold it and it was a pain in the ass and again they no no one wanted to give her money off and didn't want to uh, do anything for her. She heard some other people at the at the park got free kyber crystals because of it, but she was acting like a Karen and get shit. So but went online and went. Did you tell Cheryl to keep her mouth quiet. No, stop no, messing up the experience for you. Forget it. I wish. Um, <laughs> she does have a big mouth. Um, but uh, you know. <laughs> And then it's they were like told, you guys get in fights at weddings and stuff. Oh God, forget it. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they were told that even when they get them in stock, that they're not going to give them to the people who are already here. So, oh well. Hey, by the way, take out the trash. Shit happens. Uh, today's not trash day. What are you talking about? Oh, it's Wednesday. That's right. It's trash yeah. day. Wait, um, is, no, it is Wednesday, dude. Uh, Fridays and Tuesdays they come for the trash. Oh, I got you. All right. Anyhow, um, I saw this article. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, Boba Fett's Trandoshan insult has deeper Star Wars canon meaning. So when Black Satin, uh makes his appearance in the second episode, Boba Fett says to the, the Hut twins, you can bring as many gladiators as you wish. But these are not the death pits of Dur. Shout not out ben to uh, Ben Hamin. 
and I'm not a sleeping Thrandoshan guard. This line is in reference to Black Rasatan's past as he trained to be a gladiator. However, it was also a reference to the sinister fact that the Transdoshans hunted the Wookiees of Kashyyyk for their pelts, giving the insult an extra edge. So, not you think you know me, Edge, but... Um, you think you know me. And we saw in the beginning, episode one, when the Transdotion comes and, and gives them um, tribute, it's Wookiee Pelt. Yep. So I thought it was but, a nice little, nice little uh, analysis. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the reference is kind of odd. And I'm not a sleeping Transdotion guard. But, but, but how is that a diss to him about the Transdotions uh, hunting the Wookiees? I think I there's think, something that they're missing in, in this. There's probably some comic book reference that the guy who wrote this article has no idea what he's talking about. I, I don't know, but I, well, sleeping transocean guard is weird. I think I I don't know. I don't know. I think supposedly this guy uh, Black Rasantin was trained to be a gladiator, and he was yeah. shunned from Kashyyyk for some strange reason. He wasn't allowed to come back. I don't know if he was traded to by the transocians, and that's how he got out. You know what I'm saying? Because he caught one of them sleeping. Who knows? But yeah, but that, that that's what it seems to me that you know uh, I, you're not going to put one over on me like a sleeping Trandoshan guard. Maybe he, like you said, maybe he got out like that. I don't know. But it, it's I don't see. The, I don't, I'm not, I'm not considering it as an insult. I, I don't know. If he said you know, and I, I'll fucking skin you faster than a Trandoshan, then then we thought we're we're talking. But I would have popped through it and told Blacker Sam, "Hold on, it's gonna be bumpy ride." Yeah, hold on, hold hold on, buddy, it's gonna be bumpy ride. Shorty. Chao Chi, Lady, we go for white. Oh my God! You're gonna be my new. You're gonna be my new rugger for my back tank. Nice. Um, Star Wars 20 is coming out, and allegedly they're teasing a new Jedi Master for Luke Skywalker. Uh, as we know, in the last episode, the last issue, he found a holocron. Which had Yoda, which helped him continue his training, and he went to this new planet called uh, Gaizain, G A Z I A N, not Gaijin, like gold, in uh, gold, Japan. Gold, called Goldfinger. Nice. Now this is a planet full of mushrooms. There he meets a Force wielder. Uh, they don't know if it's if it's reality. I think it ends up being a vision. <laughs> oh, this... wait a minute! You tell me, Luke took magic mushrooms? <laughs> no, it's just the atmosphere because everything is a mushroom on the planet. He's a little bit uh, psychedelic. But uh, they're saying that the guy, his name is Jedi Master Elzar Mann from the High Republic novels. And being that Charles Soule wrote some High Republic and he writes the comic, they're connecting both time periods. So it's more connective tissue. Um, I know what you're going to no. say, but what do you think? <laughs> no. Nice. Nice. So I guess it's not over with you, huh? Oh, it's definitely not over with me. Head speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> start your engines. Um, we do a segment here on the new Force Order called Who's More Over? Now, before you get your uh, Black Chrysanthemums in a bunch, um, what that means is 
over being wrestling lingo means that you're popular. If you're a wrestler and you're over with the fans, that means the fans love you or hate you to a certain degree because you're either a good guy or a bad guy, but you're popular with them. So what we do in this uh, segment is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, or thing. doesn't necessarily matter. And we see who's more over with you. Most importantly, who's more over with us. So, Doc, what's on the marquee? On the marquee tonight, which is uh, very, very timely and very, very uh, fitting, who's more over? We have two groups of warriors facing off against each other. In one corner, that crusher, that crusher, we have the badasses, the original gangsters, the ones who you never want to see talking you down, hunting you out, and making you pay. Doc's it's our wife. Oh, well, that's for sure. <laughs> it's our boys in the helmets, the Mandalorians. That's one impressive weapon. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna walk to my ship with the kid, and you're gonna let it happen. No. How about this? We take the kid. And if you try to stop us, we kill you, and we strip your body for parts. Versus, we just saw them get exterminated, but not before they showed us how much heart they have underneath their dirty band-aids. The ever-popular, the newly minted in a different light, not just savages, but intelligent people who care about their culture. The Sand People, a.k.a. the Tuscan Raiders. Look, there's a droid on the scanner. Dead ahead. Might be our little R2 unit. Hit the accelerator. Obi-Wan Kenobi gibberish. And don't talk to me of your mission either. 
You're fortunate he doesn't blast you into a million pieces right here. No, it's all right, but I think we better go. What's wrong with them now? There are several creatures approaching from the southeast. Sand people, or worse. Come on, let's go have a look. Come on. Well, there are two banthas down there, but I don't see any... Wait a second. They're sand people, all right? I can see one of them now. What do the polls say, my friend? Let's go to the polls. All right, on the Facebook, if my internet works. Here we go. Okay. Do, do, do. All right, let's see. Um, ooh, a clean sweep for the Mandalorians. Being the Tusker Raiders, 100% to zero. All right, that's on Facebook. Moving on to the Insta Grizzle. Uh, let's see. Ooh, midnight. Oh, like a little video of midnight when that popped up. Oh, God, she's so hot. Anyway. Um... Speaking of midnight, when did you uh, catch the little uh, the little camel toe shot they showed they, they showed of her on this episode? No. When she threatens the major domo, she reaches down to grab her. You know, show she shows them the pistol, and they oh. show a, a nice vagina shot of her. It was great. Sorry. Okay, Mando, sixty-seven to thirty-three percent on the um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So looks like Mandos are over this week. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send us an email regarding this segment or any other segment or just an email to talk to us and, and we can uh, interact to newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now, um, let's see what the e what emails came in regarding this segment. Um Let's see. Our first email is from oh, Homeboy eighty eight. Whoa! And it's titled "Slow Burn My Ass." Well, buddy, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. There's a cream. <laughs> there's a cream for that. <laughs> Hello, NFO. Little N, big F, little O. Thank you, sir. Still a huge fan, and always will be. But Doc and GGP both said. It was the book of Boba Fett is a slow burn, and the fans are divisive on the show. I'm watching it on my PlayStation 5 with PS5 3D headphones, so maybe it makes a little better with the sound detail, but I'm enjoying the fuck out of this show just for the fact that it's showing things that have never been seen before on screen, like the way the Tusken Raiders live, also the mayor's mouthpiece. Yeah, we heard you like the mayor's mouth. You got yeah. a pretty mouth, boy. Um, the blue guy is fucking hilarious. What blue guy? Um, I don't know what blue guy he's referring to. Okay. Anyways, the just uh just want to everybody know that if you don't like the book of Boba Fett, then go fuck yourself. Okay. All right. I I, I, I agree. P.S. I predicted something in the past on a previous email way back. I told you there was going to be a black Wookiee, and I knew his name. 
His name is Chublaka. <laughs> he, he he did say that, yes. Yes, he did. Uh oh, he sent us a second email. Homeboy eighty eight. This is titled oh. Second Email. Second email is I'm not done yet. I pressed send too fast. Uh, the train scene is one of my favorites in Star Wars ever. Okay, cool. I heard that. You like trains. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Caboose over here. Um listen. That train scene was reminiscent to the train high scene in Solo 1. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is also uh, people are saying that it's very Lawrence of uh, what's it called? Lawrence Lord. of Arabia? Arabia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe. I've never seen the movie. So, but they did show some kind of shot and it kind of looked very similar to what it was. But, well, I mean, uh, Indiana Jones had a train scene. So did one of the Wolverine movies. I mean, it, it, there's only so much you could do on top of a fucking train. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Trust me, I know. Um, let's see. Next I, one. From I, Grant... I, I know. I know you know what to do with the train, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. You take it like a man. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, next one's from Bum 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 Bum. Speaking about trains, Brandon <laughs> Miller. <laughs> Bob. It's titled, Who's Moreover? Greetings, exalted ones. Ooh, he's getting all major domo on us. I'm taking the Mandalorians in this week's debate by default because the Star Wars purist in me has a bit of bone to pick with these new Tusken Raiders. Hi, Sharon. Not, sh- <laughs> Not sure if it's just me, guys. What, the, what did the black Wookiee just say to you? Papa don't want to know. Papa don't want to know what the black Wookiee said to me. <laughs> I already told him I couldn't get it up that one night. It's fine. Like it's shit. Who <laughs> 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 shit? We're guys. We don't care. What's better than getting laid? A nap. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the email. Hey, we're going back to the email. Good night. Love you. Nice boobs. Go make him a sandwich. Papa don't want some, you go make him a sandwich. Oh, look Terrible. at that. Hey, uh, I need your help, Sharon. What? I'm going to a wedding. I need you to come with me to start a fight. Don't <laughs> 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 you know, be by your side. I've got a big mouth up there. Uh, all right. Let's get back to the email. I'm taking the Mandalorians this week. Uh, debate by default because the Star Wars purist in me has a bit of a bone to pick with these new Tusken Raiders. Not sure if it's just me, guys, but as much as I am enjoying the book of Boba Fett, as a hardcore fan, I find myself struggling with the idea of the natives of Tatooine being the good guys to root for all of a sudden. After all, these are the same Tusken Raiders that tortured and killed Anakin Skywalker's mother and probably would have done the same to Luke if Obi-Wan hadn't come by with his Vuvuzela call. (laughs) <laughs> now I understand the argument that those were different tribes, maybe, and I was fine with the dynamic of Din Djarin sharing an uneasy alliance with the Raiders from the Mandalorian show, but just looking and listening to these demented-looking fuckers at face value, I can't quite see them as the baby faces after all these years of Star Wars. Still enjoying the new show, but just can't help but shake that feeling, fellas. Maybe I'm just a Tuscan bigot. LOL. Have a great week, NFO, Brandon. All right, well. Uh, Let let me address that. Uh, So I I kind of agree with him. Um, I think, um, you know, we've seen them in in one particular light. That's really it. Um, 
it was them being the savages that that we had seen them from the beginning. We saw them, like you said, attack Luke. We saw um, them shoot the pot eraser. We saw them kill Shimmy Skywalker. Almost kill Shimmy Skywalker. Um, and now we're almost like it's almost like the Che the the, the Che Guevara syndrome, where you take this guy who was, if you speak to the Cubans who lived through you know Che's regime, he was a fucking terrorist and he was atrocious to his people and didn't give a fuck about them. But now people walk around with Che shirts on and you know want to be a part of the revolution. Um, and I think it's a it's kind of a similar thing. And you'll always have people who are who still feel the Tuscans are bad, but I guess there are some good Tuscans out there, um, ones who still care about those Tuscan values and want to do the right thing by the Tuscans, because you know what, Tuscan lives matters. Listen, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. That's right. I agree <laughs> with you. No, I can see his gripe. I don't agree with it. Um, one man's freedom fighters, another man's terrorist. I mean, now look. Look at Johnny from uh, Cobra Kai. He's the hero now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan- Danny LaRusso threw the first punch. Danny LaRusso's the one who hit him with an illegal kick in the uh, Lay Valley High 1984 Under-17 Karate Tournament That's right. in 1984. So, you know, there's, there's two sides to every story, two different point of views. The Tuscans can see like it was their land. They're the Native Americans of, of, of Star Wars that got their lands taken from them. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows? Um, you know, yeah, I no, can see his I, point I, of I view, but it doesn't necessarily mean that because there was one batch of savages that did what they did, that every tribe is going to be like that. That's like saying every cop is a bad cop, if we, from what we see on the news, which isn't the case, or that every doctor doesn't know what they're talking about. Hey, yo, that's what we see on the case. I'm just saying, all right, you know, man, that was, that was personal. No, you know what you're talking about, <laughs> bro. Come on, um. But, you know, um, it's kind of hard seeing that. Well, that's, not that's that night for you, but um, <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of difficult because when you are, when something is painted in a certain light, you get accustomed to seeing it. And again, we're creatures of habit. Like, if we realize every time Luke in the OT trilogy fights Vader, he ignites his lightsaber first, not Vader. So, who's the antagonizer in the scenario? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So even even Obi Wan when he sees him, he he I think he he ignites his lightsaber first. Now I don't know if because he they know how powerful he is and that's their gut reaction to do so. But the baby face is not supposed to throw the first punch in the match. He can throw it only after the heel does it. So this way it distinguishes. Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Because punches are, were at the time illegal in professional wrestling. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, do you want to go first with this, or you want me to go first? Or actually, you know what? We'll throw it to the we'll throw it to the uh, the luminous one, Spiro. What do you think is more over, Mandos or Tuscans? Who's more over, Tuscan Raiders? AKA sand people. Can we say sand people? Is it okay to say sand people without offending people for no fucking reason? Versus what many consider to be the uh, Star Wars equivalent of the Spartans, uh, the Mandalorians. I don't think they're really fucking Spartans, you know? 
I don't think Mandalorians are that badass, to be honest. But, you know, here we are. We we need to decide here who's more over, guys. So, Tusken Raiders, man, I'm glad to see that they're getting some shine. I'm glad to see that they're getting a push. You know, um, it's overdue, I think. I think in uh, Legends material, many have tried to, you know... To bring them to light more, to explore them more. None of that is canon, although it's funny how none of that is canon, but a lot of it is becoming canon, has become canon. So, what the fuck? Why not just make everything canon? But, anyways, you know, thanks to uh, the Book of Boba, we're seeing more of these guys. We're getting to see how their society works, we're getting to learn a little bit about their history. I hope that it goes deeper, you know, man. I, I, you know, I know that some people they like the mystery, and like we said in in Legends, we've we've gotten to peek under the fucking wraps and see what some of them look like. What, you know, there's been various depictions of what they look like, what they sound like. Uh, but I'd like to see a canon answer or version. Of what a Tuscan Raider actually is, you know, are these people humans that, you know, live out in the desert? Are they humanoids? Are they? What are they? You know. Uh, but yeah, man, and uh, oh, it's it's interesting stuff. It, you know, my my curiosity has been piqued, and I'm I'm glad that that I'm getting to see more of these guys. Mandalorians, you know, I, I tend to identify with these guys because these guys are, uh, I guess, a, um, a warrior society, soldiers. Um, we all know their their history. Supposedly it's not canon, but it is. And whatever isn't canon at this point will become canon. That's just the way. No pun intended. But... Not only because I identify with them and because in the military, like, you know, the Punisher, the Mandalorians have sort of been uh, adapted as uh, a sort of a mascot type thing, as a morale booster type thing, you know. But I just think that there's more history out there. We know more about them. A lot more people you know, are into the Mandalorians and their lore, and, you know, there's always going to be interest in them, and with the Mandalorian and with the Book of Bo uh, Boba Fett, I'm pretty sure, you know, that we're going to get some more Mandalorian lore thrown thrown at us. Um, Mandalorians have always been, you know, a society within the Star Wars that has always been interesting, has always been over, and today, ladies and gentlemen, they are more over with me, but the Tusken Raiders are around their tails, and, you know, I think they, maybe next year, when we, if, if we ever revisit this, or at some point down the fucking line, maybe the Tusken Raiders will be more over next time, I don't know, but right now, the Mandalorians, and I'll stop rambling here. Oh, great answer, Spiro. 
Uh, great as always. Always. I mean, they do make good milk, Tuscan milk. Uh, anyway, but um, boom, shh. Uh, so okay, Doc, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Um, uh, so when I when I picked this one, I'm like, fuck, this is. I kind of painted myself into a corner here because, uh, a, I don't know if we're gonna get all the Tuscan out before we do this, but apparently we did because they wiped them all out. They wiped them all out, all of them. Um, so I think that arc is over. I don't think we're gonna see Tuscans around for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though. Yeah, the one that was training him and the yep. kid. We didn't see their body. Mm-hmm, I know it's true. We did not see. We, we saw the uh, the the leader. Um, well, I thought it would have been cool if it was Mace Window in high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had said that, but I was I wasn't buying that one. Um, so the Mandos have a rich history, you know, storied in in even some Jedi lore. You got you know your Mandalorian with your dark saber, and you got your rule, and you got your Mandalore, and you got your warriors, and your Death Watch, and all those amazing things that happened there. And then you got Dinjara, and is also portion. A large portion of that um they're uh with various sects just like the uh sects just like the um the tuscans do uh they both live by codes they both are very deeply entrenched in their religion and in their way so the both of them are i think a little more similar than you would um assume if you put the two of them toe to toe against each other i think the mandalorians would um be victorious because as the Tuskins had said last episode, uh, you know, we don't have the machines, baby. Um, and I think they would get, you know, their, their primitive ways would get wiped out. Um, but I really liked how they blended kind of the native American aspect and the New Zealand Maori aspect, um, in the Tuskins, this, in the last episode of, uh, the book of Boba Fett, and they showed them to be a lot deeper than we had thought they were. Despite the fact that the Mandos have had more screen time, I'm probably going to lean with the Savages on this one. Really? And pick, yeah, and pick the Tusken Raiders. Also, I don't know. They're just they, 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 we've seen a lot of the Mandos without their helmets, and we know a little more about their backstory. But the Tuskens. I think it's the mystery to me for them. And I read something this week that the Tuscans are, despite the fact that they're bipedal and are look like humanoids, are closer to Jawas in their species. Um, and when the, you know, the great uh, drought happened of Tatooine, the Jawas fled underground and the Tuscans stayed above ground. So, you know, and we've really never seen a Tuscan without his mask on, you know, save Shard Het, who was the, who eventually became Darth Crate. Not canon. And, like and that's why I, it's, it's, it's not really making a lot of sense. Um, and we can't really use that. But uh, they're just a little more mysterious and I'm more curious about them. And the more we see and the more Favreau's giving us, the more I kind of want to see. So Tuscans. Okay. I'm going to go with the Mandalorians. Oh, shocking. Nah, listen, I love the Mandalorians. I love the culture. I love the helmets. I love the armor. Very, very um, inspired by samurai, but more importantly, Spartans. Uh, So the connection to the Greeks and the Spartan warriors. Not being serious, dude. Um, It's not because I'm just Greek, but uh, 
Uh, I, I love Boba and, and, and Django and Dinjarin and, and Death Watch and Big Mark for the Darksaber. Um, so I kind of like everything, the lore, the whole Mandalorian lore that, that was created by Filoni and George. And uh, I like the Tuskens, though. I like what they're doing with them. They're giving them layers. It's like like... Unlike uh, Brandon Miller, who's very one-dimensional because he sees them as savages, I like the fact they use sign language. I like the fact that they're just indigenous and, you know, set in their ways and they keep to themselves, but they're the ones who are there first. I like that whole aspect of of what they're trying to represent with these people. So I'm I'm still going to pick the Mandos, though, because I'm a big Mando mark. I want my own Mando armor uh, to wear to the ring. Um, so if any Mando marks are out there and they and they know anyone who makes Mandalorian armor or crispy hand, you know someone who wants to make me some free armor, I can wear it to the ring in the ring entrance. That'd be awesome. Um, but again, it's not like one's bad, one's good. I think they're both awesome in their own right. I just like the uh, the Mandos more, and I and two things I never want to learn. I never want to find out the origin of Yoda, name of his species, and all that stuff, or what a what a Tusken Raider looks like. Really, I think it's better left off in the imagination. You know what I'm saying? I want to peel it back and see what's going on. No, 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 no. Sometimes you got to pay extra for that, but uh, yeah, this is true. Uh, so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That was who's moreover. Um, if you want to continue the conversation going with next week's topic, or you want to chime in a week late on this topic, just send us an email. It doesn't matter. We'll read it. Newforceorder at yahoo.com. Uh, Doc, uh, I know you don't play the games very often, but there's a lot of news coming out regarding said games. Um, I don't know if you've listened to what's going on, but. Oh, there is talks that the Lego Star Wars game that's been postponed and delayed forever will be dropping on May the 4th, 2022. Look at that. May the 4th, baby. Uh, That's good. That's good news. I mean, I think the Lego games are great. And I think it really brings in the next generation of Star Wars fans into the into the mix um, because Lego is just ubiquitous when it comes to kids. I mean, kids love Legos. I would hardly venture a guess that there's probably not very many kids in the United States of America who have not had at least one Lego set. Um, you know, Lego Lego makes their bones making dough, so I, I can't imagine that's the case. Um, and if it brings new fans in, that's great. And if it could finally get get this off the plate and get this done, then so be it. Jedi. Oh. Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order 2. There's a release window revealed that it could be late 2022 that's coming out. They're saying that they're planning to announce the date of uh, Full in Order 2 um, and maybe even a trailer before E3 takes place in 2022. I I also heard that, um, sorry to cut you off there, buddy, but uh, that they may be dropping the Full in Order moniker on this. And calling it a different thing, you know, it's gonna be Star Wars Jedi something, but not Fallen Order. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, again, I'm not a gamer, um, 
we'll we'll throw this to Spiro in a hot second. But first, I wanted to get over. Uh, speaking of over, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic remake release window potentially revealed in 2023, and that uh, Kotor remake is rumored to have a brand new play mode similar to God of War, um, which is straying from the original turn-based action combat style that they had in the games. Uh, I don't know if that tickles your fancy, but um, we'll throw it over to the big guy after you you chime in. Nah, whatever. I mean, again, I'm not a massive gamer, and um, I, I've never played God of War, so. Gotcha. So, big guy, hit him with a. No, 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 hit him with a. Hey, yo, you already did that. Um, let them know what you think about this Lego Star Wars, the whole Jedi Order, them dropping the name, and uh, the stuff about Kotor, the release date, and them having a new uh, fighting style or fighting modes play gameplay similar to god of war what's your take spiro to be honest man um i don't really care if they drop fallen order from the title or not i think it you know i mean unless they plan on fast forwarding to the future where ray or somebody you know started up the jedi order once more i think fallen order i mean why not call it fallen order too what they should drop is Cal Kestis. And listen, man, Cal, Cal Kestis was um, was not a, a bad character in any way. You know, I don't have anything against him because he's a ginger either, you know. You know, ginger lives matter, for fuck's sake. But, um, you know, I, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, there's there's other Jedi out there, man. There's other Jedi out there at the time that we could be exploring. I mean, you know, I don't know. Why not, you know, have Quinlan Voss as your central character? Why not that fucking guy that went to Dathomir and lost his marbles and shit do something with him? You know, I, I mean, there were other Jedi out there, you know? Why not make it about multiple Jedi who went into exile, you know? Maybe, you know, maybe... Maybe have a game where you get to play as two, two or three characters, three or four maybe, you know, and one of them could be Yoda, you know. Maybe Yoda comes across Luke at some point. I don't know. It it it, it depends how you want to play with the fucking timeline, you know. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, am I excited that there's another one coming? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, we knew that there would be another one. Uh, the first one, when it first came out, it received a, a, a little heat. But whatever issues they were, they fixed. And I think some people didn't quite understand why you weren't able or why you were having such a hard time or why the controls were kind of buggy. And they, it turned out that it wasn't so much that the controls were buggy. It's just that, you know... Him, him being a young Jedi and and learning to use the Force, you didn't have certain abilities or you weren't good at certain abilities as as you would be. And as you progressed the story, the controls were a little lighter, a little tighter, you know. Um, so if they're gonna use Cal Kestis in this, they can't go back and, you know, man, we can't fucking start from scratch again. You know, he's he's got to be at some level of strength with this. Um, 
But yeah, man, I think it's time to introduce other characters, make it about other characters. You know, uh, you know, you want to give us the same thing again? Make it do do something to make it fresh. You know. All right, so we've heard this before. So what they're telling us is that Knights of the Old Republic is pretty much going to be Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, isn't that what they said about that? Isn't that what they did with that game? They gave us God of War like uh game gameplay you know and it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing you know man i mean uh i'm interested to see but you know they could have they could have done something new something different they could have done something revolutionary with a game that was considered somewhat revolutionary but uh they didn't they just chose to to copy and paste what they did with jedi fallen order and uh listen man to be honest man i don't it's not that I dislike turn-based games. I just think that, you know, with something like like this, I think you, you need to to bring it into the future, man, and the present, you know. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to, I you know, it should be fun. If, if anything, the game should flow better, should flow smoother, quicker, uh, should the pace should be picked up, and this opens up a lot of possibilities for uh, as far as ex exploration and other things in the game. So, yeah, it's not groundbreaking. You know, uh, they're not creating, they're not re reinventing the fucking wheel here. But I think it's good. I think it'll be okay. You know. Um, it depends, man. It depends on how every how how this gameplay meshes with uh, the fucking choices that you have to make, and that's one thing they cannot change about this game because that's what made this game, man. That's that was the highlight of 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 this game originally was making dark side and and light side choices, you know, that molded your fucking character, and in in the process would ultimately. Uh, you know, change your appearance to match your alliance at that point, you know, um, so whatever, um, I, I'm, I'm excited that we're getting this game no matter what, uh, I guess it'll be cool, um, I'm curious to see how it all comes together, because there's other game modes, uh, they're also talking about implementing other game modes, and from what I remember, the original games didn't have but just one mode. So I'm curious to see, you know, if it's going to be like something multiplayer, something co-op. Um, is it, are there going to be like fucking challenges that you, you can complete in, in order in order to unlock lightsaber, lightsaber crystals, uh, sorry, kyber crystals, um, and, other cos and other cosmetics and weapons and so forth, you know. So whatever, man, bring it on. And let's have some fun. Good old screen rant, reliable screen rant. And I say reliable because we tend to rely on these fuckers. Although I, I don't really consider screen rant to be the most reliable source of anything. Not, you know, I mean, they might as well be, we got this covered, but a little bit more credible. You know, that should be the fucking name of, of this site. Um, 
So what could these fucking game modes be? You know? They they don't even know. You know, you know, it's fucking screen rent. They're gonna write an article with without any information on the topic that they're writing on. That's what screen rent does a lot of times, you know? Uh, they they tend to write articles like the sky's blue and this is why and then they're gonna give you some bullshit answer that you know you know lesser beings of a lower IQ will believe that they're receiving an honest explanation for why the sky is blue but all they're saying is fucking blah 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 anyways man like we said we don't know what these game modes may be I speculated earlier on this uh one thing that is interesting and i think it i don't know man you know is they're talking about what it might be is that they're going to give the the players the option right to switch between the old turn-based system and the new more action-oriented hack and slash system that they're talking about adapting right um I don't know, man. I, In a way, I guess it's cool. It's cool for those people that, you know, can't play Knights of the Old Republic without it being, you know, turn-based. I mean, in that case, then why even remake the fucking thing? Just re-release the old one, remaster it. But um, I don't know, man. I Something like this, well, I'm not against it. I guess it's kind of cool. Why not spend more time instead of giving us that feature why not put that into something else in the game that's more useful or, or making something revolutionary you know making something um i don't know you know i just feel they, they could have apply that uh on another feature but again this is all just speculation screen rant doesn't know we definitely don't know you know Aspire, Aspire, Aspirin, whoever the fuck they are, they know, they know what it is they, they want to do, and and they're gonna do it. So until there's a review or something else comes up, we won't know. Sorry, it is what it is. Very cool. Thank you, Spiro. Always a pleasure, my friend. That was great. Uh, that was very great. It would be great if you came on the show, you prick. But that's another story. All right, Doc. Uh, what rhymes with fist? What rhymes with fist? Um, I know what fist goes into, but I don't know what rhymes with fist. List. List. Oh, and you know what happened? What? You just made the list. You just made the list. Ah. Pop. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this segment is we get some lists off the internet. We share it with you people. We see if it's any good or if it's horseshit. That simple. So uh, not a laundry list, not a shopping list, but Doc, we have one, two, three, four lists. You want to pick first? You want me to go first? Uh, You go first. All right. Let's see. We have Star Wars 10 Prickle Trilogy Moments Improved by the Clone Wars. Star Wars 10 Ways Obi-Wan's Story Could Have Turned Out Differently. Star Wars 10 Times Obi-Wan Screwed Everything Up. And Star Wars, 10 things fans didn't know about the Tusken Raiders. I'll leave that one for you, since you're a Tusken mark. Perfect. All right, let's do the prequel one. 
Star Wars, 10 prequel trilogy moments improved by the Clone Wars. Number 10, most unexpected things happen in Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Uh, when Yoda tells Obi-Wan he must train, he must train under Qui-Gon again. Okay, that's the Force Ghost stuff. Uh, when Anakin returns to Padme on Coruscant. Number nine, number eight. When the Jedi ask Anakin to spy on the Chancellor. Number seven, when Jango Fett dies. Uh, six, when Obi-Wan and Anakin rescue the Chandler. Chandler? Were they, were they on Friends? I'm sorry, Chancellor. Chandler, sorry. When Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fight Darth Maul. When Palpatine lures Anakin. When Anakin betrays Mace Windu and the Jedi. When Obi-Wan and Anakin duel. Those are the top ten things that got the rub from the Clone Wars series. Do you concur? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. There was a couple of things I would throw in there, but that's okay. Okay. Um, we'll manage. Thank you, it, kid. Ten things fans didn't know about the Tusken Raiders. Okay. Number ten, they are hostile to protect the resources. That makes sense because they're so resource-strapped. Number nine, Banthas and the Riders share a close bond. So they talked about the fact that if a, if a rider dies of his Bantha, then they send the Bantha into the desert to look for a new rider. And vice versa. If the Bantha dies, the rider goes out to look for a new Bantha. But they're very, very close. When they um, say that? In that in this portion of this this article here, oh. um, it also says that you know they're giving a bantha uh, they give they give them a bantha of the same sex about the same age, and the bantha mates when you know also gets you know married when the Tuscan gets married, which I thought was interesting. Um, they must kill a crate dragon to become an adult, and not the big crate dragon we saw on the Mando, but one of the smaller canyon crate dragons, which are easier to kill. Male warriors construct their own weapons. We saw that. They only remove their robes on special occasions. Wow, wow, we Um One of them like, is uh, like birthdays and anniversaries, sexy time, and <laughs> and and and, child, <laughs> and childbirth, um, which is hilarious. Hey, does Sharon have any cousins that are Casper? That no, she does not. She's okay. she, no. <laughs> no, no, no Caspers. They honor they they honor power and built a shrine to Darth Vader. So apparently, when Anakin what? killed when Anakin killed the uh, Tuscans, they one survived and one told the story about what had happened, and they revered the person who was able to destroy one of their um, sects so much that they built a shrine to Darth Vader. Um, very odd. Probably not. Canon. That's canon. Probably not. They use storytellers to communicate history. Instead of writing it down. They are unrelated to humans, but they are related to Jawas, as I told you before. Also, that history one, if you get it wrong, it's punishable by death if you get the history incorrect. Um, they do not possess aptitude to become Jedi. Interesting, because they're too stupid. There's only one group of Tuscans to have left Tatooine, and they were called the Grave Tuscans, who fought for Dark, dark Jedi Maw. Not Maw, but Maw. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ten times, Obi Wan Kenobi screwed everything up. <laughs> oh shit! Hello there. <laughs> let's see. Number ten. His grudge with Darth Maul got Satine killed. <sighs> Number nine. Always letting General Grievous get away. Okay. Never except, noticed. Except when he killed him. 
<laughs> Never noticed Palpatine's manipulation of Anakin. Okay. Yeah, I buy that one. <sighs> not making sure Darth Maul was dead on Naboo. Oh, okay. Come on now. That's the fucking dude in half. He's like, he's got to walk over to him, kick him. What's that? that? He fell down a shaft. Like, what is he going to do? Cannonball down there to make sure he's dead? He incessantly, in, in, incessantly sasses everyone when he's a Padawan. Okay. Secretly hitchhiking with Padme to Mustafar made his confrontation with Anakin worse. So much agreed with that. Mm-hmm. Not telling Luke about Leia being his sister and having them train together. Bastard. Okay. Not telling Luke the truth about his father. But he did from a certain point of view. He never finished Anakin off. That sounds a lot dirtier than... Yeah. Than <laughs> Anakin always <laughs> left unsatisfied from Obi-Wan's chambers. It's I blame Obi-Wan. He's holding me back. Um, but, 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 but then again, another one. It's like, he fucking... The, the dude's got literally no limbs and is currently on fire. Did he have to really kill him? I mean, come on. He never should have trained Anakin in the first place. Now, nah, now I don't know about that. Well, but that's an interesting that, that's an interesting thing. You know, everybody was very hot on the chosen one issue about, you know, is this the chosen one? Is it possible that this is the prophecy? Blah 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 blah. And then they go and they give, you know, the Iggy to Obi Wan Kenobi, who literally just lost his 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 master, and is kind of thrust into the master section. Um, master, master, without really, without really a ton of experience. Oh, well, let's just dump the chosen one on Obi Wan Kenobi. It's it kind of, yeah, I know it was Qui Gon's dying wish, but did the council really give a shit about Qui Gon before that? Did they give a fuck what Qui Gon said about anything? They did not. So why give a fuck now on something so big that breaks pretty much all the rules that the Jedi have had? They're training a kid who maybe the chosen one. They're training a kid who's way older than normal people who who usually get the training. Okay, well here's the deal. Super, super fishy. All right, here's my retort. Allow me to retort you. Your retort. Um, he's the first Jedi and the only Jedi to kill a Sith in a thousand years. Uh, attempted murder because he never died. At the time, he was dead. In sure. the eyes. Right from a certain point of view. He killed a Sith. And the guy came back as just Maul. So he wasn't Darth Maul anymore. So technically, he wasn't a Sith. He was just a dark side user. But I digress. So they so they said, oh, well, he's the first guy to kill a Sith. He, he's not, he don't need to go through the trials because he killed the Sith. He's a powerful Jedi. He's the first one to kill a Sith in a thousand years. Hey, we're not giving the fucking the chosen one. He has to deal with it. And it was his, it was his fucking master's fucking, uh, you know, big dying, idea. Dying wish. Dying wish, but also his big idea to bring him in front of the council. So if he's wrong, fuck it. Let him deal with it. I wash my hands with it. You know what I mean? Like that's the hubris right there. You know, if they're gonna fail, you know, at least we can say we told you so. when he fails, and and I could see the Jedi doing that. So you told you that, so, motherfucker. Yeah. So that's my retort. That was a snappy retort. Thank you. All right, your turn. Okay, last I got another one. list. I got another list. Last one. All right, what's the last one? Um, it's another Obi Wan. Uh, Obi Wan screwed up. Nope. Uh, ones could have turned out differently. Okay, let's see here. Ten ways Obi Wan's story could have turned out differently. 
Uh, he could have stayed an apprentice. Um, uh, uh, had Qui-Gon not died via Darth Maul's hand, he could feasibly stay an apprentice. Great. He could have been denied, denied um, training Anakin, denied his place in the council. He could have been killed on Geonosis. Yeah, it's possible by what's his face, Chango. He could have fallen in love with Satine if, if she didn't die. He could have faced Palpatine instead of um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which would have been, I mean, uh, Yoda, which would have been interesting. He could have been killed on Musafar for sure. Um, that would have changed things a lot. He could have saved Anakin. He could have saved Anakin, but he did not. and let him die. That would have changed the whole universe. He could have never become a Force ghost. Um, had it not been for Kawhi Guy mentoring Yoda, as revealed in Reds of the Sith, and Obi-Wan may not have learned a secret. He could have lost to Maul uh, on the rematch. And he could have doomed everybody. For the most part, Obi-Wan is a stellar mentor to Luke, but he nearly leads the deaths Leads to the death, nearly leads to the death of Han Solo, Leia, Chewbacca on Bespin when they're captured by Vader. Obi-Wan implores Luke to stay, but still he had not taken their beat. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I think it's um, it's a, uh, a, lot, a lot of things could happen if Obi-Wan went, went a different way. There's another list I had seen. It was a, the 10 most useful droids. R2 is number five on that list. Oh, that's horseshit right there. He should be number one. You know who was number two? Oh. The medical droid 21B. <laughs> who was number one? I don't know, some fucking droid from Rebels who was like some weird... Chopper? Not Chopper, some different one. AR-5? Uh, maybe an AR-5, yes. The singing droid? Yes, I think it was that one. Oh, interesting. Horseshit. Anyway, anything else you want to add? You want to take it home? Uh, I think that's it, man. Uh, we talked a lot about a lot of shit, a lot of stuff, a lot of here, a lot of there. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. That's right. Let them know where you can find you at. You can find me at Dr. Dr. Underscore Destroy, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O on Instagram. Alex Royo MD on Twitter. And Alex Royo on Facebook. Hey, big guy. Let them know your whereabouts. Yeah, man. It's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know? There's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. That was great, Spiro. As always, find me at Greek Papadon on Twitter. Instagram, Getter, um, Demetrius Papadon, Facebook. Freak Out Papadon is the YouTube channel. Go subscribe, please. Hit like, notification bell, leave comments. Uh, a lot of matches and promos recently updated, uh, uploaded. Uh, I'm going to continue uploading some more. And uh, go to my Pro Wrestling T-Store and go buy a GGP T-shirt. Support the cause. Um, still trying to recover from from, from Christmas. 37 kids is a lot of presents. Um, that's personal tease slash Greek God Papa Don. Uh, but you can find all of us together, which is the important thing, at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, new Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. Email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Thank you for your time, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we entertained you and enlightened you. And uh, we did what we always look to do and that's get star wars more over with you and not get ourselves over on the expense of star wars this has been uh, another fascinating episode 
of the new for soda for life and that's just too sweet henceforth execute order n f o